Blog Talk Radio. Yo, what's poppin', my niggas? PSA Hip Hop. Watson, what's good, my nigga? Hey, salute, brother. What's good? Shit, how you, bro? I'm chilling. Let's get right into our first show of the NBA season, my nigga. Let's get it right. Ah, Watson. My Knicks, man. Back-to-back losses. Tough losses. Um, Lost to Brooklyn last night to some young nigga named Levert. But the only Levert that I fucking acknowledge is fucking Gerald Levert and Eddie Levert. And then we lost tonight to the Boston Celtics. Trey Burke, if you make the fucking three throws, man, you got fouled at the three-point line, three line by Tatum. If you knock your free throws down, this game goes to overtime. And we all know about Jason Tatum, watching how I feel about him. I was high on this cat since summer league. Obviously, um, him, him holding down the fort when Kyrie and Gordon Hayward was out. And you add in this summer, working out with Kobe Bryant, my nigga, this nigga is phenomenal, man. Talk to me, man. The Celtics beat my next tonight, man. Could have said the whole time, but, you know, it is what it is. Let me be the first to salute you. All last year, all last year from jump, you always would say to me, my young boy Tatum. You would always say that, and I would dismiss you. I'd be like, nah, nah, he's too young. He's literally 19 years old. He ain't like that. But as the season progressed and as Gordon Haywood got got injured, he was thrown into the to the fire early. We got heavy minutes and was able to showcase his potential. Well, his potential so far is unlimited to the point where NBA analysts are saying he is the best player on this team and that he needs to be the focal point. Based on what I've been seeing in these early games, they treat him like a go-to man now. That's amazing. My nigga, 24 points, 14 boards tonight against my Knicks, my nigga. 24, Yo, this, 13, 14, this man is all talent and skill right now because he's too young to be anywhere near his prime. What he's doing is literally off of his basketball skill, which is scary because he's so young. He's like 20 now, right? Like 20 years old? Yeah, you're 20, 19, 20 years <laughs> Yo, this boy is going to be the truth. The truth. Now, me, I, the, the thing I'm thinking is, I, I'm the one thinking, is it too soon for them to give him the keys on a team with so many so, real son. good players? Well, you know what it is? Listen, Kyrie, yeah. remember now, Kyrie's coming off injury, though, my G. I don't think Kyrie's 100% yet, man. You can just tell by the way he's playing these last couple of games. He's not Kyrie yet. He, the explosiveness is not there at all. You know what I'm saying? At all. You had Trey Burke and Frank Frank Nitty strip him a couple of times, play good defense on him. And he's been struggling from the field also. What was Kyrie tonight? Kyrie with 16 points, five assists, five for 16 from the field. You know? So, I don't know, man. But I want to give props to my man, Coach Fisdale, man. He said the Knicks are going to compete, and they are competing. Lance Thomas, Gail Wade. Listen, man, we got Tim Hardaway leading our team in scoring. Listen, Timmy's been playing good the last couple of games. 
even though he let Levert from Brooklyn take him to the basket last night to win the game. I hurt my heart. But my Knicks are balling. Kevin Knox got hurt tonight. But the young boy, Alonzo Trier, Alonzo Trier, I'm fucking with him. Struggled a little bit tonight, but, you know, my Knicks going to be aight, though, man. Kevin Durant, what's good, my G? Let's play in the NBA, right, son? Is that what you told me? Without question. That takes us to Golden State last night. Playing Utah Jazz. That was a good-ass game last night, Watson. Golden State, Utah, was, my nigga. It went down to the wire. Not only was it good, and shit. It, was, it, was, mm-hmm. it was fun to watch. I love games like this. Now, this is the question I want to ask you. How do you feel about games where there's a lot of scoring? Because you're someone who believes in the two-way player. You believe in defensive stances. You come from the Pat Riley, Nick era of basketball, 80-point games. You know what I'm saying? How do you feel about these high-scoring games we've seen in the NBA? Does it upset you because you don't see this lockdown defensive stuff? Or how do you feel when you see guys like KD drop 38 and Steph Curry drop 31 and and, and it just goes and it's an old-school shootout? Well, that's the era we come from with the Celtics and the, and the Lakers in the eight, in the early 80s, mid-80s, when sometimes the score will be fucking 147, 143 type shit. Am I the biggest fan of that? No. Am I the biggest fan of this NBA when everything's a fucking three-pointer? No. The other night, the Lakers played, I think they were like seven for 30 from three. Like, my nigga, that's never been – the basketball you and I came up watching – you was not attempting 33s in one game, my nigga. That's just fucking crazy. So, you know, am I the biggest fan? No, but I'm, I'm not going to, you know. I do like defense though, a little bit, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm just tired of pick and roll. Everyone lives by the three. It, that does get annoying. Though. But I got, like I said, I blame Steph Curry because of that. But what do you think about last night's game with the Golden State Warriors, man? I think the Warriors – have uh, defensive deficiencies, and they're literally going to just have to outscore everybody by putting the best offensive players on the floor at all times. Anytime you can have someone like Clay Thompson be a third option and only take nine shots and you can still win games like that, they have a luxury no other team in the NBA has. They literally can have two of the best players. Former MVPs. Not only that, but they can have two of their best players be off, and they and they have one player who's always good enough to put a thirty to forty point game together to get them a win. No other team has that kind of firepower, so um, I think there's concerns just defensively because it puts so much um, on them where they just have to always outscore their opponents. You know, like the great uh, football analogy, like the greatest show on turf with the Rams back in the day. You know what I mean? Kurt uh, Warner, Kurt Warner, you know, Marshall Falls, Troy Hall, Isaac Bruce. You remember that too, Isaac Bruce? Yeah. yeah. So to me, yeah. that's how they are right now. They're just going to have to just have more firepower and outscore you because defensively, they, they, they're really not stopping anybody. And let's be real, Watson. You and I both know that the regular season for 82 games, this is going to be boring, so to speak, for the Golden State Warriors. They don't really start turning it up, let's say, March, April, going to the, you know, March, April-ish. You know, so they're going to be, to, to keep them motivated, I wonder what Steve Kerr is going to do to keep them motivated. I mean, I guess their motivation is what? 
this is the last year playing in Oracle until they move to the new um, arena next year, I guess. Um, I want to get your take on Jimmy Butler, man. What's your take on the Minnesota Timberwolves? What's going on over there with Minnesota with Tibbs and Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins getting, you know, big bucks? And you were kind of down on Wiggins last year when we did a lot of shows talking about NBA. I guess you were feeling that. Well, not only you, a lot of people feel like the contract he got doesn't equate to his game and what we're seeing. And then you add a guy like Jimmy Butler who. Let me be very clear. I never felt that way. His first four years in the league, he improved his scoring and his offensive ability every year. It wasn't until Jimmy Butler came onto the team where his offensive productivity suffered. And I was questioning it like, yo, what is up with Andrew Wiggins averaging 17 points? What's changed? How do you go from averaging 23 points to 17 points? What? How does your game deteriorate? How does that's easy? How, does, well, how? Tell me. Yeah, tell me. Well, if you look at it, like you said, you got Jimmy Butler there now. You know what I'm saying? Now you got to Tom's got to get his touches. You feel me? I'm not saying Jeff Teague is. I'm not the biggest Jeff Teague fan, fan, um, but he has to get his touches also. So of course, niggas is gonna suffer. Here's my question: Whose team is it? It should be. Call Anthony Towns and Wiggins team because they're just younger. They're the ones who have the contracts. So the team, the Timberwolves have committed to them. The problem is Thibodeau loves Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler's fiery. But let's be very clear. Jimmy Butler was booed by the fans during the introduction. And got got chanted and, and got MVP chance also to be fair to the nigga. That's no, that's not to be fair. That's because he showed out in the actual yeah. game. But the reality is, why was he being booed at the beginning? Because the Minnesota people, they know what time it is. Um, Thibodeau and Jimmy Butler are playing a dangerous game. You can't alienate your, the, the future of your franchise. These dudes is 23 and 22 years and 22 years old because of some guy like Jimmy Butler who wants to win right now. Newsflash to Jimmy Butler, the Minnesota Timberwolves are not winning a championship this year. Yeah, son, but hold on. Their first game of the season, though, Carl Anthony Town only attempts six shots. Like, shit like that, bro, is like, that's you should not be attempting six shots if you're Carl Anthony Town. If you look at the box score and 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 he's only attempting six shots, that's a disgrace. That's not good. So let me get, let, let let me explain to you something that you got to understand. Sometimes you have to do addition by subtraction, and you know exactly oh, what that is. Oh, addition by subtraction. Wait, wait, Come wait. On, let's, let's, let's ask. Let's ask. Let me just, let's, let's, let's get some NBA hip-hop history. Are you telling me the Lakers should have kept Kobe Bryant coming off the bench and kept all-star Eddie Jones as the starting two guard? Do you think no, that was the right No, he had to go. Team? Eddie had to bounce but, but, when, but, when he got rid of Eddie, yeah. How would we know that? Eddie Jones was an established all-star. Well, you got Lamar Odom. Well, you got Lamar Odom, who's a two-way player. Well, you got Lamar Odom, who's a two-way player. Brian Grant at the time was playing good in Miami with that trade, but I don't want to go on a tangent about that. But to me, let's all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, the trying to make it. I'll give you a better example. We just talked about the Golden State Warriors, right? Monte Mm -hmm. Ellis, twenty-five a game, dude, 
every year. But he stunted the growth of Curry. And management knew it. So you have a guaranteed yep. dude that give you 25 a year, but Steph Curry could not uh, strive because Monte Ellis ran that team. He was the emotional leader. He balked on everybody. He ran it. You know what they had to do? This is the future. These young boys, we're going to get rid of Monte Ellis. I'm telling you, for the, for the short term, this Jimmy Butler kid might, might make you old school guys feel all happy. He got to go because you can't have Carl Anthony Towns taking six shots. Right. You cannot have that. You can't have Carl Anthony Towns and, and Wiggins underperforming when you match them up. Well, you could have your two, max, your two young players maxed out. You put the future in them. But to make Jimmy Butler happy because he's barking on them and housing them, barking on the coaches, running the team, and, these, and they're scared of him, that is not a recipe for winning. Jimmy Butler, no, you ain't Kobe, homie. But hold on, is it is it is it a thing where this can help out Minnesota in a sense, though? Like he does this to no. maybe wake them up a little bit. No reverse no. psychology, so to speak. No. It could no. be no fam. I just gave you the Monte Ellis scenario. They got rid of him. Yeah, but that's that scenario. Yeah, but that scenario is not going to work in every case, though, mind you. All right, prime example, right? They losing right now with six seconds left. Um. Carl Anthony Towns numbers twenty nine points five boards. I don't I don't like the five boards from Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, Wiggins has nineteen points three boards five for nine from the field. Um, I think Jimmy Butler's not playing tonight. I think Ray's getting rest. A lot of niggas getting rest tonight. Jimmy Butler got rest tonight. Kawhi Leonard got rest tonight. Like so quick for niggas to get rest. Whatever though. Um, yeah. And who did I tell you is gonna be my rookie of the year, my nigga? I forget. Who did you tell me? Oh, oh, no, no. My boy Luca. 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 Yeah. From Dallas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, if you want to know what he had tonight, twenty-six points, six boards. Yeah, shit like that. Yeah. That boy is special, my nigga. The Atlanta Hawks will regret trading him for Trey. Um, your man Trey Young, man. They going to regret that, sir. Remember, I told you that. They going to regret that. They should have kept that boy. That nigga got game. You know what I'm telling you? Okay. He does. Um. What about the what's going on with the Houston Rockets, my G? What are we doing? Hoodie Mello. Yeah. No. With the Pelicans, so just shit is so on him another night. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Nothing. Can we? Can we? Can we? You already said this. The season just started. We're literally one and two games in. So you're already yeah. asking me Facts. to give you a what's wrong with the Houston? Nothing's wrong with the Houston Rockets. Nothing at all. Nothing at all is wrong with the Houston Rockets. Nothing at all. I think losing Trevor Ariza was a big loss, my dude. I'm sorry, fam. You may not think it is, but it it, it is. Did you see what the Pelicans did to them? First game of the season. Anthony Davis, Merichek, and fucking um, Randall. Who I think was a big pickup. You know, you know I like I fuck with Julius Randle, fucks with him heavy and shit. Um, I wish he could stay with in L. A. with LeBron, but neither here nor there. Um, but the Rockets and Lakers are playing right now, son. Uh, twenty six, twenty six up right now. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know what I. The other night between the Lakers and Portland, man, it just looks weird. LeBron not having no shooters, my nigga. It looks weird. And I don't know, Brandon Ingram, young KD, 
he didn't really look like what I saw in preseason and Kuzma. I don't I don't know about the Lakers, man. It's only one game, so we're not gonna go crazy. But your assessment so far on on first game of the, of the Lakers, bro. I agree with everything you said. LeBron without shooters, it's going to be a very different look. And we got to see how this plays out. Uh, another thing that we got to see how it plays out is what exactly is Lonzo Ball's role on his team if he can't shoot or score? Magic Johnson was on first take, and they asked him, what do you want Lonzo to do? He said, I want Lonzo to score. He can pass. He can rebound. He's a big Good luck arm. with that. What I want him to do is that. score. And that's, and that's what he wants him to do. Um, so LeBron, that possible? give me shooters. Like Magic said, I need him to be more aggressive. A, he has an ugly jake, my nigga. You're talking about Lonzo Ball who has an ugly fucking jumper, first of all. You get what I'm saying? I really don't see how he fits this team. There's no way, and you and I spoke about this off air, there's no way you'll, we'll ever see Lonzo and Rondo in the, together in the same in the, in the game together. That lineup will make no sense. Who's playing the two? Lonzo? Is that what they plan on doing? Is putting Lonzo at the two and Rondo play points sometimes? I mean, I can see Lonzo and LeBron together out there, but Rondo and, and um, Zoe? Eh. Eh. Um, I see right now watching, they're trying to pump up Anthony Davis for early MVP talkings. Could that be something we have to watch as the NBA season unfolds? No, because if we were going to give the NBA award out right now after three games, I'd give it to Kemba Walker, who had 39 points tonight and they won. His first game, he had 41 points. His second game, he had 26 points. Tonight, they had 39 points, and he beat your Miami Heat with Dwayne Wade playing. What do you mean, Miami? Man, I'm not no fucking Heat fan. Get the fuck out of here. Watch me. I don't fuck with them niggas. I understand that. Fuck the Miami Heat. Hold on. Let me say it again. Fuck the Miami Heat. Okay. My point is, yes. you're in Miami, and Kemba Walker from the Bronx, New York, bodied the XNY. your man. You call him representative. Bodied him. He dropped him. Last year, you and I have conversations that they were going to trade him. Was it Mike trying to get rid of this man? Yes. And, and you and I pooed on that. We was not feeling that at all. And the backlash from the Charlotte community was fast and furious. Mike fell back. Quick, because he wants to give it to those Mike, horrible... what the fuck are you thinking about, Mike? He, I'm going to tell you what he's thinking about. Mike has horrible $100 million guarantee contract that he's trying to give it up. He's trying to give it to that platoon contract. He has horrible Oh, that, yo, my nigga. Yo, fam, that platoon contract is dirty. Oh, that shit is dirty. And that Ugh. is why... He, and the only way he could get anybody to take that platoon contract was to literally give them Kemba Walker. And then people would be like, okay. You know what I'm saying? But the point is, it's early in the season. And right now, I love that Kemba Walker is playing offensively aggressive, and he's proving to you and everybody else how real he is. The what NBA is me? I fuck with Kemba. Yeah. Relax. My man, I don't know if you fuck with him. You don't know. Well, we do a fucking two years of NBA talk together. What are you talking about? He had 39 tonight. He Dominated Gorman Drogic. Kimber's that dominated. And you can see it. And, and what makes it, and I'm just, this is a good, feel good story for me to watch Kimber do this. I love seeing New York ball players shine. And he's shining. Of course, I, I personally love seeing it, man. You didn't like Sebastian Telefair? 
I love Sebastian Telfair. I've always thought he should be still in the league. Come do on, you know man, Steph too Curry? Small, my do you know Steph Curry? Was too small. Do you know, do you know Steph Curry single handedly ended Nick Robinson's career and Sebastian Telfair's career? He, Steph, Steph Curry ended their career. They were waived after they played against Steph Curry when Steph Curry dropped like 40 on them. Both of them. The mm. next game, both of them got waved off their teams because they could not guard Steph Curry. All right. Um, pushing along here. The Philadelphia 76ers beat Orlando Magic 116-115 tonight. Watson, uh, my guy, you know I fuck with this nigga heavy, Joel Embiid, 32 points, 10 boards, 13 from 26 from the field. Uh, Mark Hill, folks, are oh, we, we going to put the bus on this nigga yet, man? Four for 11, eight points. Ben Simmons, four points, two for three from the field, eight minutes. I think he left with injury if memory serves me right, though. He got injured tonight. Philadelphia, man, talk to me, man. J.J. Reddick was wilding tonight, though. Hold on. Let me put some respect on J.J. Reddick's name. Go ahead, though. 31 Philadelphia has a modern-day Hakeem Olajuwon on their team. His name is Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid in the paint is Olajuwon. Olajuwon talk, though. That's what we're doing. Olajuwon. That's what he is. That's what he is. Nah, no, no. Hey, what you doing is you always give these niggas nicknames and get them titles from old school niggas that we grew up watching. Come on, fam. Young Akeem. Olajuwon. Here's the thing. Tell me how. Olajuwon footwork. Olajuwon footwork. No, no, no. Olajuwon footwork was better than Joel Embiid's. Joel Embiid's post game is better than Joel Embiid's. Let's keep it real. You forget what Olajuwon did to David Robinson, my nigga? You forgot what Olajuwon did to David Robinson? Come on, man. Olajuwon has been in the league 11 years by the time he did that. Early Olajuwon was a work in progress. Um, They beat the Lakers. They didn't rap Samson. They beat the Lakers, though. Didn't they go to the NBA finals? It's like rookie or second year or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, they did. But he was still a work in progress. My point is this. I'm trying to give Joel Embiid. Wow. So, yeah, well, so, but don't OD no with it, though. Don't OD no with it. Throw Akeem in there, and though, my the nigga. And, Come and, on, and fam. here's the props. And here's the props. He's a young Hakeem in this game. Ah, stop it. If you give him the stop ball it. in the paint, if you give him the ball in the paint, he's unguardable in the post. If you give Hakeem the ball in the paint, he's unguardable in the post. That's the comparison. Is Joel Embiid unguardable in the post. Yes. Yeah. That's all I'm that's the only thing. He's gonna get a bunch of sucker niggas though. Oh, so the NBA doesn't do that. So everybody who's great in the NBA. No, big no, everybody's big, no, no, the big the man position. The big man position. Sir. The big man so position then, is what I'm talking about. So man. then so then so then Anthony Davis is not an MVP candidate because he's a big man and there's no big man for him to go against. So um, but is he playing like a big man though, sir? Really though? Oh, does he play like a big man? Let me tell you something. I'm at, I'm big sh- men get rebound. Big men get rebounds. And Anthony Davis boards. He blocks shots. Okay. That means he's in the paint playing big um, man ball. Let's talk about your one team that you rock with heavy. You are you two guys on this team that you rock with heavy. I believe this is the super team in the Eastern Conference. I think you even you even said that you have these cats going to the Eastern Conference finals, I believe. Talking about the yes. Washington Wizards who lost tonight against the Toronto Less 
Kawhi Leonard, man. Talk to me, man. One seventeen, one thirteen. Your man. I'm going straight to Bradley Beal because you know that's your guy, right? Hello. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thirty-two points. Twelve for twenty-one from the field. Six for eleven from the, six for eleven from three. John mm-hmm. Wall twenty-five points, six assists. Mm-hmm. But they lost. But the, you know what it is with it the Wizards, blue. though. That's all they got, my nigga. Well, Otto Porter Jr. got a hundred million dollar contract. Porter Jr. He got yeah, he, he got a hundred million dollar contract, man. Yeah, he got a hundred million dollar contract. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on And and here's the thing, here's the thing. I'm not going to know how to judge him until Dwight Howard gets back. That's when I'll be able to fully judge him when Dwight Howard is in their system. But as you know, how I feel about Bradley Bill. I can't name a better fucking two guard than Bradley Bill. Oh, I can. I can. His name is Clay fucking Thompson. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Only, only um, problem with that is the stats will never show that. So you're just going to have to go by feel. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, what do you think about the DeRozan experience so far with the San Antonio Spurs? I know you're heavy on DeMar DeRozan. I think DeMar DeRozan is going to dominate. I think DeMar DeRozan is going to dominate the Western Conference. It's oh, an offensive stop it with the dominant. Stop it with the dominant, though, my nigga. Come on, son. It's an offensive. Stop it with the Western Conference basketball we're talking about. Dominant. It's an offensive. Donovan Mitchell, my nigga. Come on. He's playing an offensive. Who would you take, Donovan Mitchell or DeRozan right now? DeRozan. Yo, my nigga. You would take, my nigga, really? Yeah, really. I would take Donovan Mitchell over DeRozan. Oh, you're bugging okay. the fuck out, fam. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're okay. bugging take, the I fuck out. You serious? I would take DeRozan. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Why? I tell you this. I bet. I bet you Utah can't beat uh, San Antonio in the playoff series the way they did OKC. I tell you that. Nah, man. I like Utah, man. Them niggas play gritty, man. Glad they got them young boys playing gritty out there, fam. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. Utah's alright though, son. They lost last night, but the niggas gonna fight. They're gonna make the playoffs, obviously. I'm is just San Antonio going to make the playoffs? Is San Antonio going to make the playoffs? Yes, the system, of course. That system will always what, make the playoffs. Was the system? What was the system last year in um in Toronto when they won 59 games and had the best record in the Eastern Conference? What was the system? No, Toronto was a great team. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was the one last year, sir. On this show here, always saying that because something you don't give credit to is the bench in basketball. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying mm-hmm. Toronto's bench is so mm-hmm. fucking deep, it's not even funny. So let's not do that. You know what I'm saying? I like to see Toronto got a nice squad, though, B. You know what I, I mean? Am, I'm playing ball, you know? Right. And listen, uh, and look, this is a, here's the look. thing. This is a win-win for both teams, for Toronto and San Antonio. Here's the problem. If Kawhi Leonard does not resign with them, this is the most. This will go down as one of the worst trades in NBA history. Do you agree? Cosine, one hundred. Cosine, one hundred. All right. Okay. If Kawhi Leonard is playing with LeBron next year, and Toronto has nothing, oh boy, oh boy, y'all gave away DeRozan for one year. Yeah. Now, yeah, man, imagine all this year. You got to sit there wondering if it's Toronto's front office that this guy's gonna resign with you. You feel me? Like, it's not 100% guaranteed that he's going to sign with you. Not only do you he, will be, he will be one of the highly most coveted free agents. Him and KD 
are going, every team will roll up the red carpet and say, we will give you Supermax contracts and give you anything you want. Anyway. Well, well, according to Stephen A. Smith, according to Stephen A. Smith, it's better to have Clay Thompson with LeBron than Kevin Durant. Do you post on that three? How LeBron's game is. You don't agree with that? How LeBron's game is, how is, how he plays basketball? You want to agree with that? Let me ask you a question. Can, can KD be a catch-and-shoot guy? Is he that good that if you pass him the ball, he can just shoot it? Who, KD? Yeah. Yo, KD. Yo, KD. I'm starting this so, campaign. It's so, going to save our uh, franchise. Uh, uh, Nick uh, fans. Uh, Nick fans. Who listen to this show? Nick, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nick fans who listen to this show and rock with me and the Watson who love our NBA talk, hashtag KD on Twitter. Save our franchise, man. I'm starting that campaign, Nick fans. Ride with your boy. You were saying, Watson? I'm saying that it'll be a one-sided trade if Kawhi leaves. But I think for this year, it's going to work out for both teams, for Toronto and San Antonio. I can see that. Um, what else are we missing in the NBA, my nigga? Everything is brand new. Everything is early. The thing that right. stood out to me the most or that I'm going to follow is I said it early in our show. I'm really, really loving that Kimball Walker is offensively dominating the game from the point guard position. And I want to know how long, if he keeps up this torrid scoring pace, I want to see what the national media narrative will be. So I'm very interested to see how people – uh, cover how he's playing. He, he has the NBA season. All right. And he's can be scoring right now after three games. So. My nigga, relax. Next 23 fucking games. That's so relaxed about my So relaxed about Houston. It's only one game. So relaxed about the Houston okay, Rockets. They, okay, they're relaxed about Houston. And they're playing tonight. Here's hey, my Watson. prediction. Here's Watson. my prediction. Please Houston watch. will win tonight. Good. Houston will win tonight's game. That's my prediction. Hoodie Mallow all day. Toronto hoodie Mello all day. Fuck out of here. Nine points. Yo, my nigga, Mello is washed, my nigga. He's washed. Washed. I am so glad he's not on my Knicks. I'm, yo, Coach Fisdale, thank you. And, and let me throw sidebar, sidebar. Did you know that Scott Perry, our general manager, was in Seattle when KD got um, drafted, that he was there in the, in the draft room? No, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Okay. No. Did you know also the Knicks are the youngest team in the NBA? Did you know that? Average of 24 years old? No, I didn't know that. All right. That's what it let is, me man. Just say this. Let, me just say, uh, let me just say this. Let me just say this right quick. Kyrie Irving had 16.5 assists. Kyrie Irving had 16.5 assists in a win. Mm-hmm. Are you happy with that performance by Kyrie Irving? They got the win. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm a Knicks fan. I don't want Kyrie to do good against my Knicks. Uh, so, but I'm just saying, as a basketball analyst, bag, mm-hmm. in, in your basketball analyst, way, is that what you consider a good game from the, your starting point guard? 16.5? No, but, but, but I watched the game, though. Down the stretch, Kyrie made good plays, though. Hit crucial free throws, made an ill drive. So down the stretch, because the game was so um, back and forth, he made crucial shots down the stretch. But as, like I told you, Watson, watching him, he's not – He's not 100%, bro. He's not. Okay. He's not. But they're at liberty where they could do this when you got Tatum. No, man, Jason Tatum is the fucking – man, God. 
Yo, Philly, man. Oof, y'all got to be killing And Lakers, man. Y'all got to be killing yourselves. Y'all did not draft this nigga. Because two niggas before him is just, we don't even know how these niggas are really going to pan out yet. Do we, they do might we, turn do out we to believe be in Markel Fultz or Alonzo Ball? Do we really thing. believe in the niggas? Here's the thing. It's not only if we believe in them or not. We can definitively say right now they will not be better pros than Jason Tatum, Donovan Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, or um, Dennis Smith Jr. The fact that we can say that definitively. Uh, The jury's jury's still out on Dennis Smith Jr., though. The jury's still out on him, though. Okay. The jury's not out on Dennis Smith Jr. It's, it's, I, think it I think it is. I think so. The jury is not out on him. I think it is, Monty. Uh, I think I Josh think Jackson is, is going to be better than both of them. The fact of the matter is, Josh history Jackson will not. History, uh, John Jay, you know the guy from Phoenix? You know the guy from Phoenix? I know who Josh Jackson is, bro. Okay. I'm just saying, he's going to be better than Fultz. He's going to be better than Fultz. How about that? Okay. How about that? No, break. I think anybody's gonna be better than Fultz right now, my dude. You go in there. Dennis Smith Jr. and I had nineteen point six assists, seven seven oh, fourteen from the field. Oh, yeah. word! How, is, that, um, is that a better yeah. game than Kyrie Irving's game or not? <laughs> yeah, but Luca had twenty six. Man, I'm telling you, man, Luca Donich is the real deal, my nigga. Luca got game, fam. Luca got some you, game, bro. When I Jesus, told you, man, my he got some game. When you asked me what is going to be one of my sleeper teams in the in the East, I told you Washington. You like the fuck ass and, and, and I also told you about my Detroit Pistons. My Detroit Pistons. Your Detroit Pistons. Your Detroit Pistons. When did you adopt these niggas? Your Detroit Pistons. My Detroit Pistons. Andrew Drummond. And I told you about my Denver Nuggets. Okay. You can sleep on the Nuggets. I've been telling you about the Nuggets for real. You don't know. You don't fuck with the Nuggets. Get the fuck out of here. You have no respect. I do fuck with my man Murray. I fuck with my man Murray. I fuck with my man Murray. Who else? Who else? That's Jokish. That's Jokish, who had 35 points. My nigga, hold on. Can I tell you Jokish numbers tonight? You ready for this? The nigga's 11 for 11 from the field, Watson. 11, 11 from the field. 35 points, my nigga. Are you fucking serious right now? I respect that. I I respect that a lot. Have I not been screaming his name? Have I not been screaming his name? Yes, you have. Yes, you have. I respect that a lot. Yo, he's probably one of the best big men in the NBA, son. One of the best big men in the NBA, for real. Like, I like Joel Embiid, but Nokish is is dope. To me, he he has a better game than Joel Embiid. Like, for real. He does. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dispute what you're saying. I'm. I'm a results guy. I believe in stats. I don't believe in mm-hmm. stats. I believe in stats. I'm not someone who says stats are meaningless. I believe in them. So I respect what he's doing. Okay. All right, man. Let's keep it moving, here, man. You dub every bar count Watson in New Jersey chess. Versus Shotgun Shug. Watson, were you on the wave like the rest of us when Chess was being pushed to the forefront when Norb's eye calling him the new LeBron James of battle rap? 
were you on that wave of the chess wave in chess about a year or two ago when everybody was screaming chess, chess, chess? He's the future. No, I, n- no, I wasn't. Oh, God. No, you At all? At all. You didn't like chess versus DNA? Chess versus Brooklyn I love, Carter? I, I love chess versus DNA. I love chess versus Brooklyn Carter. I love chess versus Rum Nitty. Whoa! Yo! Yo, my nigga. I'm about to watch that. I haven't watched that battle in a long time. I don't know about you niggas, but if you niggas ain't never seen Chess and Rum Nitty, that's a very slept-on battle right there, B. That's that's one of my favorite chess battles. That's one of my favorite chess battles. I ain't mad at that. Absolutely. I ain't mad at that. That's one of my favorite chess battles. I really gained a whole lot of respect for him. Wait a minute. I'll tell you another chess battle I liked. I like chess battle against the Philly legend. Three dollars? Yep. I like that chess. Some people have chess rules in that battle, but um You can so yo, you know what so it is? So what that's my question. So what you can some people can have rules in the battle. That don't mean he wasn't dope. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying it's gonna be bad to lose in the battle. I'm just so throwing what? a sidebar in there, my G. Guess what? Some just throwing a sidebar in there, fam. Yo, sidebar, some people had surf losing to Big T. What did that mean for Surf? Some people had Big T winning that battle. Did that take away from Surf's boss in that battle? <laughs> okay. Sorry. I let me. I would say this though. I know they they have chess and twerk. I know URL is doing this thing called URL band. I guess when they showing they doing battles on the low, and then they put it out to the forefront. One battle you and I recap was Jack Boy Main versus Steams. I know tonight they drop franchise. A battle and shit versus Macmel, and but getting back to chess and and the, the reason I want to go here though is I felt chess lost his steam. There was a lot of battles he had. Where it was choke choking here, choking here, and that was just not toler- tolerated to me, Watson. Where his stock dropped significantly to me, where Twerk, Gucci, Gotti, Loso, and those guys pushed chess back to me. If that makes any sense to you. Um, we know Tay Rock and Chess went down. We know Avid Chess went down. I know before Surf got incarcerated, Watson used to tell me all the time that if Chess could show me something against Tay Rock, he'll take that battle. Um, Shotgun Sugar also who's always um, praised Chess. But let's get into this, man. Round one, Chess versus Shotgun Sugar. Chess sets it up, Watson. The um, Shotgun subconscious line, I did like that. This doofy bitch loves to touch pockets. I let a shell go though. Jail photo. This time this nigga he tried to mug shot him. I did like that. The house party line, I thought that was fire. Um struggling through the rounds, but everybody knew that. Struggling through the rounds of a gun, struggling through the rounds of his rounds. I like that. You don't really get paper, stupid. Tap my pockets. I'ma show up to your misplace and lose it. Love that line from Chess. That was a I got worried for a second. Lyrical line. That was a powerful Talk lyrical to me. line. You fucking with that? I mean, that was lyricism. That was lyricism. That that how he said that was so ill because that was ill. I was like, yo, he really said that. That was dope to me. I was like, wow, Chess. I, I respected that a lot. Watson, I got worried for a second there, my brother, in the first round when Chess turned around and took a sip of his water. And like a 10-second pause, but then he got back into his shit. 
as you're Hold watching up. that, are you feeling like I'm feeling like he's about to do a chokeitis here? It 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 was already a chokeitis. Here's why: when he turned around, you heard him rewrap his bars. He rewrapped his bars to catch himself. You heard him do right. it. He turned around. That's cool. It was like you're a problem with that. No, 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 no. I'm just telling you. But that was that took away the flawless. That took away the flawless first round. If we're going to deduct points and judge, that moment alone could cost him this first round. That's why that matters. That's why that's very important. Because it's obviously you got caught. It was like, oh, shit, I got caught. And you rhymed your shit back. Found your place and then caught it. You know what I'm saying? The first round is too early to start that, but so far so good. Thank God you caught it back. He gonna say I used to be grape as soon as he knew half what I was raising. That was crazy from Chance. Um, Yo, even Shug gave him. That was crazy. Shug was like Shug. Shug yeah, was like a couple of times though. But watching a couple to, to piggyback on what you said though, bro. A couple of times throughout this battle. Shit that Chess was saying, you could look at Shook's face I like thought, he was like, "Yo, that I shit is thought, mean." You know what I mean? I thought, I thought, Shug really fucked with Chess bars because Chess was talking that shit. Shug respects and likes, and 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 you could just see he he respected it, man. He was he was giving him mm. nods, heads up, thumbs up all throughout the battle, all throughout the battle. Here's a line that I fuck with heavy, man. That nigga said, I'm off the wall like paint chips. I'm off the wall like paint chips. Dangerous. But I got a lot to live for. So if I decide not to shoot you, one of my guys will shoot you with a voice in my head saying, put a mask on and pop your crew up the other side saying, fuck it, mask off. You got a future. That was crazy. That was future mask off. That shit was crazy. Um, Chess addressed the struggle bars that he basically wasn't glorifying it. Well, battle rappers, battle rap fans made more of it than he makes more of it. Um, talk to me, man. Chess first round, my nigga. Was really liked, I synopsis really, on I, this. Really, I really, really enjoyed Chess first round. Chess, you can see why people have a lot of faith in Chess, man. When Chess is on is on his game, you it, it, it I, you just feel it. Chess gives you that feel, man, when he rhymes. You know what I'm saying? And and it's and it's like a bright future because he's young, but he, the way he kicks it, it's almost like he got an old soul where he's just describing yes, yes. struggling Agreed. pain. You know what I'm saying? And Agreed. the way he, he do it in a way that disconnects, you know what I mean? So I liked his first round outside of that stumble, but he caught himself. This was a real good first round from Chess, man. Real good. Round one, Shug went into his infamous let's get one thing straight slogan and um, talks about Chess be crying and shit about his life. Says Chess makes up stories like R.L. Stein um, telling Chess, I'm your father and I'm going to get you in line. Um, like you palming a ratchet, I don't buy that shit like pork rinds. I don't want to hear nothing about your coke lines. Cause I'll beat you up so bad, it would be like allergies kicking your ass in both eyes. That shit was fire. <laughs> I was fucking with that. Um, you'd be around the old heads and didn't learn nothing. 
I'm in his hood. I'm in his hood. Horns blowing. Jim Duggan, big man, fifth ring, like Tim Duncan. That shit was crazy. Yo, my man. Yo, he acted that shit out loud too, though. Not yo, only was it crazy. Yo, Shook was on his knee, though. Not only was it crazy, Shook is one of the few battle rappers that get me hype. Like, I'm listening yes. to a favorite yes. hardcore rap song or something. Like, it get, I, get, I feel energized because he be energized. Mm-hmm. And the way he delivered, you know, you know, so I was feeling that shit. I mean, no, no. I was, I was feeling that shit. Um, Shook told this nigga, Chess, little boy, simple shit. Type of nigga in the hood we play monkey in the middle with. That was hilarious. Monkey in the middle. You and I come up under that kind of games. Um, the angle Shook took with, you know how I know you a little kid. Some of that shit I like. Some of it didn't hit to me. Um, I got Shook taking round one, though, Watson. I got Shook um, taking round one. Talk to me. I thought Shook had a clear round one victory, man. Clear round one victory. It takes nothing away from Chess because I told you how much I really enjoyed Chess first round. But Shug, man, I Shug just seemed like your style of rap. And even though I respect it, it really can't fuck with my my street shit. When I start talking my shit, and to me, he proved it in that first round. I really enjoyed round Chess two. Chess on uh, the classic Chef album. How Raekwon get purple tape, purple crypt. Sugar's Crip, man, that shit was dope. I, you know, obviously. Raekwon's name is Chess. ASAP Rocky's name is Rock Kim. It's funny how some young niggas got rappers' name. People are so fathers see, and mothers our age, probably. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Is Chess must be a hip hop historian, and we just got to respect him on that, right? Why is he didn't name like, his name? Like, 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 it's his mother like, and father, huh? His mother and father named him Raekwon. He, he didn't name himself Raekwon. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. That's his government name. Is he a hip hop? Is he a hip hop historian? I don't want to say that. I don't know. He's 18, or 18, 19. I don't want to. I can't say that. His age, no. I'm not he gonna might say be, that. man. Because I can't do that. He just. I'm surprised you saying that. I'm surprised you asking that question. Why? I'm gonna tell you why I'm saying. I'm gonna tell you why I'm saying that. Because I remember when Surf was 19 and battle rap. And Arsenal would bring him an old red around, and they'd be just having these ciphers. You remember when they would just be freestyling? Yeah, but the difference, I agree with you, but the difference is, Shook, I mean, Chess looks young in, in, his, in his facial features. Surf always gave you that, he had, he had, he, had, he was an older nigga, though. You know, he was young. The way he looked, but, though. But here's the thing, he didn't it doesn't look 19 take away the fact that he was still young. He was still 19 years old. And you're trying right. to figure how is this 19 year old painting such a, a 90s New York picture of hip hop? Which Chess can right. do. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, um, we do study yeah. class, man. It's culture. I, I, I thought Chess was starting off real well. No pausing, just getting at Suge. Aggression, intricate bars. Even like I said, we talked about Suge nodding approval. Um, the South Central, Bobby Johnson. You belong to Ray Ray now. You my son. I did like that. Um, I never really noticed how much movie references Chess does to Watson. I mean, Suge and Av really go. We know them for the movie references, also Creed movies references. Um, Twenty-two. If Suge get it, then his team get it too. Because if I declare war, I'm getting r- rid of everything with the Deuce. That was my nigga. I declare war. The Deuce. Come on, my nigga. That was crazy. 
Um, crazy. You came crazy. with four hundred I came with a lot of steel and a defensive player too. Fire. Um, random. How you battle T top, B top, and still manage to be under him? Oh yeah, his name is Shotgun. We all knew the barrel would be in front of him. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. That was crazy, man. Yo, yo, chess pen game is. When he when he's on point, man, and he's not choking my nigga in that bullshit. The nigga pen yeah, game is better man. than twerks. Yeah. I'm keeping it a thousand. Yeah, um, man. I I agree. I agree. I think him when he's not choking, he's talking his street shit. To me, man, he can, he to me he captures the app. Listen, you can clearly see why chess. Let me tell you, man. This battle on URL, niggas going to be going crazy with the shit Chester saying. Let's be real. Yeah. This facts, facts, same, facts, facts. Facts. If this anywhere on URL page, if it was in the if it was in the, yeah. the, the, the smack mm. volume room something, everybody would be giving him love, or if it was on the stage. Because the shit he was saying was fire. Um, I did like what he said. I'm cleaning the sun because you look all dirty. Look, waiting for me to slip up. Nigga look all thirsty, but I'm locked and loaded for the pull-off 30. This time, Chess ain't finna lose out. I'm Tom Shepard in the shootout. They gonna be mad when I put on jersey. That shit was fucking crazy. Talk to me, man. Chess's second round, my team. Chess's second round was, 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 it talked to me, man. It's, it, Better than the first. And, 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 let me, and, let me, and let me tell you, you kept telling me you gotta watch this battle. You gotta watch this battle, mm. and I was like, "All right, man, I'm watching it. I'm watching it." And man, oh man, and you told me because there was no. We can sidebar. There's other battles that we have watched that we talk about. Yes, and he highlighted this battle. That this is the one you're gonna watch because I know you're gonna like this battle. And he was right. This is the battle that I needed to see. And Chess clearly it was better than his first round. And I fucked with this second round. Hard body. Um, Shook second round. I smack kids. Like, go get your father, nigga. You steal cars to joyride. I stole cars to hang out on. Use a bitch. I hold chest up by his feet and shake the change out of him. <laughs> that was crazy and funny, man. Yo, my man. Um, yo. You know why I love that? Because his wife. Shook is so much bigger than him, and the way he was, yeah. the way he vibed and talked, it was just like I believe Shook. Like Shook had complete yeah. believability when he was rapping against Chess. Like yeah. I hundred percent believe Shook. Um, Shook was getting that Chess mom's hard body in this round, man. Um, I ain't mad at you. I'm mad at the one you call Ma, because if you ain't have a bowl, I know you ain't have a phone. You can't even call and tell her bye. Some shit like that. That shit was was dope. Um, she won't see her son again like Mitch's mother. Obviously paid in full. Um, I'll fuck your mother and give her a better life. I was like, well, damn, Shug. Because um, you be out here acting like you're speaking for the poor. And your interviews be looking like Athena Shakur. Show him around the city. Give him a tour. Set him, what do you say? Set him up the old trap, bury chest under the floor, some shit like that. That was crazy. Um... The two lead in the bowl line was tough. Um, sidebar, man. You dub, man. What's up with y'all audio, man? Y'all niggas got to get that audio together, man. Let me guess. You eat cereal with a fork to save the milk? That was crazy. Um, Sugar really clowning chest in me in the second round, man. 
Um, talk to me, man. Um, who you got waiting for round two, brother? This is a close one, man, because Thanks. I liked, I liked, I liked both of their rounds, man. Me too. And, and if I, and the only and if I were to edit to Suge, the only reason why I would edit to him is because I believe him more. Like when he was like, "I hang you upside down," but like I'm like, "Yeah, that's how you talk to a little nigga." That's that's the only thing. <laughs> but I can't say it was better than how Tess was getting at him. You know what I'm saying? So that's why right. this is a round that's very difficult for me. Like I'm telling you, the only reason why I'm edging it to why I would edge it to Suge. Is because I believe Shug, but I'm not saying he was better rapping wise. So how do I how do I debate this round? Because it was clear Shug got the first, but this second man, it, I agree mm. with you, man. The second round is so hard to go by, bro. Because I've gone back and forth. One minute I got chest, the other minute I got Shug. I'm edging Shug by a smith. Ah. Ah, uh, this second round is tough, my nigga. I know, like, I know. I can't get I mad know. at you, my nigga. I felt Chess won the second round, though, B. But I feel okay. you on the believability thing you're talking about in the second round, though. I, I feel you, though. On the believability, I feel you. But I'm going to edge, I'm going to edge shook by a smidge, though, man. But I'm not mad at nobody giving it to Chess, though, bro. I'm really not. Um, Let's keep it moving, though. Uh, round three. <laughs> Yo, the first couple of lines from this nigga Chess, boy, man. I brought some heat for this third, but F those bars. Y'all want to know why Chess go hard? I was blessed to duck shots. They thought Chess won't dodge. See hell get raised. I felt the blade that left those scars. What's my life like, nigga? Everything but death so far? I said, come on, man. Let me tell you something right now. I can't listen like that, bro. Let me tell you something right now. like that. That's why I said, man, you sure you're not a hip hop star, man? He sounded like beans, <laughs> man, in the early rock era, right? <laughs> I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. Life, like, I'm not mad at that analogy, man. Like, I ain't mad at that, bro. Feel, for Chuck to be this young and give me this feel, all the battle rappers are not giving me that feel. And the thing that throw me off is like, damn, Chess, you so young, man. You your life always your life, like, like, like you had a real difficult life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The way he's um, talking that his whole what's your life like, just break down on what's your life. His whole what's your life like meant everything to me. I'm gonna keep a thousand. Facts. Um, my pain ain't fake. There's a lot of stress in chess. I seen shooters get shot. They had to invest, invest. There's still dope heads in the peas that got to inject injects. All that shit was crazy, man. Yo, I see yo, another yo. nigga take it down. Huh? Talk to me. That I shit was love crazy. That. Yo, I love all of that. That was just like. That's like if, if this was a, a hip-hop song, I would love it. Like, that's how I felt about hearing this this round. Like, this is some shit I could bump in the whip or listen to in my thing if it was over a beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I like yes, what he was and, saying. And this line right here went over niggas' heads, man. I seen another nigga take it down just for taking it down. It's custody info, because Nokia sell, if it wasn't coming from his flip phone, niggas slept on that shit, because even Chess was like, y'all sleeping, like, yo, Chess be, yo, the no infamil, because no infamil, because the wick low, that was crazy to me. Son, I'm really fucking with Chess third round, B. This is some dope-ass writing, in my opinion, Watson. 
um, saw how baby daddy grip holes, his baby mama grip holes. He was thinking, I got to hit the strip. She was thinking, I got to strip, though. The Rey Mysterio Big Show line was crazy. He did have a stumbleitis, but he caught it back. Um, they put this grape and jelly switched up because he never been in the jam before. That just was like also phenomenal Fire. shit, man. Phenomenal shit. Fire, man. I gotta keep it tall. I thought it was the best round of the whole fucking battle. This third Fire, round was the best man. round of the whole fucking battle. Fire. For real. Fire. Fire. Um, third third round shows. He went back into the mother jokes. Uh, missing from the rap game like Mike Jones line was all right. The gem star and a toothbrush. We were stuck in his scalp. This little nigga cussing me out. I'm gonna wash his tongue out with soap. I put a scope in his mouth. That shit was crazy. His what his yes, life like was I. No, that shit was crazy. Yo, that, that was Shook's best line. So body. When he said that, mm-hmm. I put the I was like, yeah. oh my god, because I hadn't heard scope in a long time. And when he said, I was like, this niggas is thinking, man. These niggas is thinking. I like how they took this battle as serious as if it was on the URL stage. Yeah, but Shook's third round was short though, fam. His third round was short. I got chest clearly. And I mean, clearly taking the third round, Watson. I got, I got Shook two one, edging it. Man, let's Shook two one edge. This is a difficult one to say because Shook clearly won the first. Uh, Chess clearly won the second. Thirty. Me, Chess didn't do. Chess did not do anything. Yeah, the third. You you had the third round. Chess got the third. The second round is debatable, man. And to me, and that's what, and yeah. that's why, because to me, Chess didn't do anything to lose the second. That's that's why I'm no. like, what? How, how, how am I? How can I penalize somebody when I don't feel he did anything to lose the round? So yo, a lot of niggas. I see some niggas say they got Chess three zip, my nigga. I see niggas say, say Chess three zip. If boxing could give a draw, you can, you, you can't you can't give him that first round. You can't. I already I already explained and highlighted why you cannot. Do that. I will play it in the nigga's face and watch him <laughs> and do good and tell me did not happen. Like get the fuck out of here, right. man. No, you can't. All right, let's get. Did have a little stumbleitis in the third. Let me tell you this. I'm gonna be. I'm. You're not gonna like this. If boxing could do it, I could do it. This was a draw. I don't want to do that, but boxing I understand it, man. Time. But I don't want to do that though. With judgment, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I have to do it because but this ain't boxing. This I ain't can't penalize chess for this battle, man. I can't penalize chess. I can't. Chess for I, can't. This battle. I, I don't want. I can't. I can't penalize chess. I can't. Is it? Let me ask you a question. Is it a thing because really chess went through his rounds? Oh, is, is it because chess went through his rounds and he didn't really stumble? He didn't choke badly. No, it's because. Oh, shit, we base it. I just want to make sure we base it on material only. We're basing it on material only, but okay. I just want to make sure. Was saying resonated with my hip. Okay. All right. Um. Let's keep it moving. One more topic before battle rap before we get into hip hop here, man. Another announcement, Watson, that's been made for Summer Madness in London, my G. We know about Tay Rock and Pat Stay. Me and Watson talked about that already. We also know about Hollow the Don and John John. Know about that. Another battle was announced, my G. It's T Top, Top Busy the Bear versus Iron Solomon. Um let me say this: If the pay per view that was last week, URL Strike Two Point Five. If all of us who watched the pay per view and we saw Gucci Gotti versus T Top, Iron Solomon's 
snuck through the back door and say that he's going to battle the winner of this particular battle, that he'll take the winner of this particular battle, and then fast forward watching two, three days later, announcement comes that there's T-Top versus Iron Solomon. Some battle rap fans are saying this battle was already announced. Iron Solomon is going on Twitter saying this battle was not announced. He felt T-Top won the battle. When I would edge the battle, maybe that to, to Gucci Gotti, to me, I thought in that battle, Gucci got, T-Top got the first round clearly, and I thought Gucci got the second round and edged the third round. I thought that's how I have it. You know what I'm saying? Um, are you buying Iron Solomon saying that this battle was not announced even though he stepped through the cut last week? I don't, I'm not buying it. Are you buying that? No no shade to you, Iron Solomon. I'm just not buying that. Forget it. Yeah, I'm buying it. I'm buying it. You buying it? Okay. Yeah, I'm buying it. I don't I don't I don't think he has I'm not, a lot about it. I'm not trying to call him a liar at all, my G. I'm not doing that. But I just think buying that he didn't know like you know, you come from the cut and then days later Kowinky Dink, you're battling T Top and, and it's not even T Top won that battle clearly. You get what I'm saying? I don't think T Top won that battle clearly. I think uh, there's people that have T Top winning, but neither near here nor there. What do you think about Iron Solomon and T Top, man? Two brothers who are good at angles, first off Watson. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people are saying T-Top, and T-Top, I'm, I'm not saying I agree with this, but we do a show here, and I do talk to Battle Rat fans. They are throwing this stigma on T-Top right now where they're saying they're tired of seeing him watching. Are you on that wave that you're tired of seeing T-Top? Absolutely not, and I don't respect and I don't respect the people who feel that way. I don't respect you if you feel that way. Let me say that. Let me say that. You want to elaborate a little more, though, because DNA went through this situation. Charlie Cooks, it is some elaborate. Charlie Cooks went through this shit. DNA went through this shit. Like, people feel like they say the same people on the same card. And DNA never stopped battling. And he never, ever stopped. Well, let me me ask you this. I don't want to talk about DNA. Why do you think people feel that way about T-Top? So let me ask you, why do you feel people saying that about T-Top? Some people are saying this. Because, because they don't love and why, and no, no, Two questions. Two because questions. they don't love Why do you feel that way? Hold on, hold on. Two questions. Two, two more questions. I want to ask you, why do you feel that way, and why do you feel people are not too happy with the T-Top Iron Solomon um, battle that's going to happen at Summer Madness? See I, don't, see, I don't know that. Because when Iron Solomon battled Romnetti, what's the difference? That's a style clash. Nobody knew if that battle would be a classic, and it turned, to be a, and it turned out to be yeah, a classic. Yeah, but nobody was saying they, they were tired of seeing Romnetti, though. But nobody was saying they were tired of seeing Romnitty, though. But see, here's the thing about nobody was saying it. There is no voice in battle rap that dominates anything. There is no voice. The majority the fans, of people the watch fans, battle though. rap. The majority of people watch battle rap watching. Comedy boys. They're never, they're never in the building. They've never been to an event. The majority of people who actually watch it have now. never been to an event. Okay. So what um, is people viewing now? Right. What does that mean? Right. But this is the point I'm trying to make. Top, they let me just say this. That's bullshit, and I'm not subscribing to it. And to me, I don't even know what. what I don't even know how is this a, a conversation. Let's talk about the fact that they're battling. T Top is going okay. to battle Iron Solomon. T Top, great with his street tales, hood talk, angles, and angles. Yeah. Iron Solomon is an all around. Great, yes. legendary battle rapper. Fact. The question is, is this style clash going to make a good battle? And that's it. That's the only thing 
We, and we don't know. I can honestly tell you when Iron Solomon was announced to battle Rum Nitty, I felt nothing. I was like, I don't, what, what is this? And it turned out to be a phenomenal battle. I don't know how this battle is going to turn out. But the one thing I'm not saying is I'm sick of seeing T-Top. Why would I say that? When you say that, this is the first thing I will say to somebody who says that. You're seeing T-Top too much. You're seeing T-Top too much battle rap, rap about the shit he raps about. Yo, Watson, why you listen to hip-hop all day, every day? Why you keep listening to Benny and Friends every single day? Why don't you listen to something else? You're not playing that out? That's how I feel. When there's something you like, how is it too much of it? I'm never going to buy that thing. So miss me with the, you, you battling too much or I see too much of you. Then well, don't, then, well, don't, well, don't, let's don't, be real. Let's be real. Let's be real. When T-Top hit the scene and he battled City Towers, right, and then you go down from his BT when he was on BT and all that, and he won that tournament and Jada Kiss and Styles and all them, it was like a breath of fresh air, right? And I thought fans, I mean, let's be real, man. T-Top had that glow. A lot of battle rappers sometimes have that glow. Is kind of hold that, but T-Top had it. Av had it at one time. Twerk had it at one time. Like, Gucci got it right now to me, where the large percentage of the battle rap community is clamoring for you. They're back in your battles. You, you, you wasn't getting this kind of talk with T-Top. Here's what I would say to T-Top. As good of an angle that he is, are we going to penalize T-Top if he goes the racist angle towards Iron Solomon? Because I don't think a battle rap community is going to buy that if he goes the racist route. What do you think about that? All right. Him taking an angle. Not saying he's going to do that, but I if he does go that angle. Battle rappers, I think when battle rappers battle white rappers, they, they, it, it's, it's so difficult to not use that angle because it's natural and it's something always right. there. Right. And I just think I, I, just, I think there's too much there to not use it, especially when you just – because the one thing you can always do is you can just take what's going on in society today about white people and racism, and then you just throw it on this guy just because he happens to be white. You know what I'm saying? And right. just, it's just a lot it's, – it's, 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 put it this way, it's easy to do. The question is, can you be creative with it and make it sound dope? See, I think Ian Solomon is, is my – I wouldn't lead towards Ian Solomon being more creative in this battle than T-Top. On the stuff he's going to say. You know Ian Solomon is going to talk about T-Top being the drug dealer and glorifying that, and he's going to find a way to, to finesse that because if we talk about angles, I would go Ian Solomon. I know. I mean, also, if T-Top talks about murder, Mook, you know, I'm pretty sure Mook's name is going to be mentioned – he has to freak that in an ill way. And I saw one thing I saw about T-Top in his last battle with Gucci Gotti, what a lot of fans were saying, T-Top was trying to be more comedic and not stay with the aggression. I think T-Top, I, I want to see less com- And I do agree with this. I don't want to see too much comedic T-Top, even though he's going to be in London. And I guess I, I wonder if that crowd, are they going to be recept- you know, receptive to T-Top being aggressive on top of the jokes? Can he finesse that? But I'm going to say this, Watson. I got Iron Solomon 2-1. Um, I don't know how to judge this battle because Iron Solomon can get corny to me at times. If he's catering to that corny, you know, you know, sometimes Iron Solomon does, just, does a style that's corny to me. I can't explain it, but it's what white rappers do. But has and he has saw that down low? Since his murder move, though? I, mean, like no. Charlie, I thought the Charlie Cubs battle, I didn't like him too much. But my nigga, the Chiller Jones battle, 
is one of our favorite battles from this year. You remember you I, I enjoyed that like, battle heavy. You remember I did not like I, I enjoyed it heavy, but I told you, I made it very clear. His whole first beginning of his first round, but I didn't understand what he was talking about. I didn't know the backstory completely lost to me. It wasn't until he started getting axe chiller and rapping to him that I, I got into it. Um, T-Top, T-Top can be the lyricist. We saw him beat JC. Didn't we see him do that? Didn't we see him do that? Yes. Yes, but I think okay. Iron Solomon has more more in his repertoire than JC though. I I don't think that that that's that makes no sense. I would never say that. I would never say yeah, Iron Solomon yeah, has more repertoire really. to be yeah. when when he JC does. just had a when JC had a battle against B Dot and people are saying JC won that battle. When people see that battle, you are gonna see JC's about this rapidity rap. Yeah, but Iron Solomon could be aggressive life. and punchlines and angles and jokes. And when and you have so, all that mixing your in your gumbo pot, JC. that's dangerous. No, I don't and think so JC. No, no, no. I no, think JC no, can. There's no. no way I'm going to be on the show and say Iron Solomon it can is it, a better battle rapper than JC because you say that. I will never say that. I mean, that's fine. I didn't say he's a better battle rapper than JC. Nigga, relax. I say there's more in his repertoire than JC. Big difference. Who you got winning, man? For wrapping up here, man. T top. You got T top. Okay. Yep. Two one three zero. What are we doing? Two one two one two one. Uh, no one's gonna thirty Solomon. No one can thirty Solomon. Some people say murder move dead fifty and four one five zero whatever. Um, all right, man. That's what it is, man. URLTV.TV, T-Top versus Iron Solomon. All right, my nigga, let's talk some hip-hop. Close the show out. Hip-hop. All right, my G, when I spoke to you before the show, you sound like you had the hip-hop cannon by your dresser and you was letting off shots at somebody in hip-hop media that you had conversations with. Um, a couple weeks ago, Wayno from Complex tried to get fly with me. And it seems like somebody tried to get fly with my brother on Twitter, who's the hip-hop media. Talk to us, Watson. So, as you know, Styles P and Davies have been going on all the hip-hop media platforms. They've been going on all the digital platforms. They've been going on all the radio shows. And the great thing about it is they're talking hip-hop. And a lot of things that they're talking about is top five. Who's your favorite rappers of all time? So one thing you guys know is there's something called Rap Genius. And that's the place you go to get your rap lyrics. And the head of it is this guy called Rob Markman. And Rob Markman, um, when he was talking to Styles in Dave East, he asked him, who's your top five? So Styles gave his top five, which I love. I think it's a legitimate top five because he's being honest about what impacted him. Like, I think Styles' top five is, the, is one of the most honest top fives in hip-hop history because he's basing it on what inspired him, what motivated him, what, make, what, make, what made him want to make his pen bleed lyricism. So when you hear his top five, you're just like, I, I respect it, right? So Ron right, Watson right. says, I'm going to tell you my top five, too, since everybody asked me. So I was like, this is going to be interesting. What is he going to say? 
Well, what does everybody in hip hop media say? Biggie, Jay Z, and Nas. Oh wow, you jumped out the window see? with that. How how safe is that? Saying Biggie, Jay Z, and Nas of your top five. That to me, not only is that a cop out, but I don't really know what you listen to in hip hop if you say that. Because basically, that's like, so is that all everybody just listens to? We only listen to Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas. And when we talk about the entire 40-plus <laughs> year history of hip-hop, that Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas, that's it? Interesting. It looks like there's a lot of hip-hop conversation I just can't have with you. So then, then this is where I call a spade a spade. Rob Markman says, Tupac and Scarface. So I went on Twitter and said, you know, Rob Markman, I don't believe you. I think that was a – look what you did. You made sure you had somebody for the West Coast. Check Pac. You made sure you had somebody from the South. <laughs> Check Scarface. And then you get the the guys who are considered the greatest from the East Coast. Yeah. Check. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Let me just check. Therefore, nobody can get at you. Remember when, when Fat Joe – it was like Little Wayne over Jada Kiss. How niggas right. got at it? Like, are you wilding right now? Are you guessing where you going, Fat Joe? I'm telling you, Rob Marksman was even worse. He was pandering. He wasn't being authentic. And I'm telling you, he was lying. He's in the right, media. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying, because he's in hip hop media. He wants to keep these relationships open. And when you say that, what is anybody going to say? Scarface is a living legend. Tupac is considered the greatest rapper of all time. Jesus yeah, but you say Scarface. You say Scarface name and Pac name. With, let, me, let me ask you this. All right. Because I, I, Watson, I don't disagree with, with, not, with nothing you're saying, brother. But if you're a New York person that does covers hip-hop media, right? You and I talk hip-hop, right? And even people think that we're just East Coast biased because that's all we listen to, right? So... And a nigga but like Rob Markman, Rob Markman, yeah. You, but, but here's the, you know that's not true because you know who my favorite. No, I know, no, no, I know that's not true. I know, I know that's not true. I know that's not true. I'm not saying I know. I know that's not true. Um, you said. Let me ask you this: when you when you say that though, do you have to? If you're hip hop media, do you have to touch other regions though to make it make it like even balance where East Coast, no, you don't. You South, don't. or West? Don't. Here's why you don't. Here's right. why you don't. Is Styles P trying to be politically correct? The acronym, South P, who's rapped with, who has a 20-year distinguished career, where he's rapped with people from every region. He's rapped with people from the West Coast. He's rapped with people from the South. He's rapped with everybody. Everybody. He's been on tracks with Hove. He's been on tracks with DMX. He's been on tracks with um, Rick Ross. Um, and they asked him, who's your top five of all time? He didn't say them. He could have easily been politically correct and said, DMX, Hove. Ross. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, it makes sense why you're saying that. You rap with him. And it's so safe and it's easy. But he spoke from his, his, his experience and his feel. He didn't just say it because it's the politically correct thing to say. Now, the reason why I know for a fact Bob Markman is lying is because here's wow. what I say. Where me and you from, three? What, what Brooklyn, man. Brooklyn, all day. Brooklyn. Brooklyn all day, man. BK to the fullest. Guess where Bob Markman is from? Brooklyn all day. He's from BK Brooklyn like us. All day. So, now let's go to it. I'm taking nothing away from Scarface and how great he is. 
The question I would ask Mark Markman and nobody back, oh, no, I'll do a better thing. When you give your top five or you have a favorite rapper, you can hop hours about every rapper in your top five, right? Right. What do you consider Scarface yeah. prime? What do you consider Scarface prime? Would you say it's the nineties? Prime. Yeah. I would say the nineties. Yeah. The nineties. Because let's let's be real. When you look at the Ghetto Boys, when you think of the Ghetto Boys, no shade to Bushwick, Bill, and Willie D, but you think of Scarface. Okay. So. I remember. And that sixth album was a and that sixth album was a classic though. Scarface sixth album was a fucking classic. But go ahead. Okay, and that came out in 2002. So, in the 90s, let's just talk about it. From the Brooklyn perspective of Rob Markman from Brooklyn. We're all from Brooklyn. His first album comes out, Mr. Scarface, is back 1991. Me and you are listening to hip-hop in Brooklyn, New York in 1991. We know about the Ghetto Boys, though. Let me ask you a question. I bought the Ghetto Ghetto Boys album because my mind playing tricks on me we already know it's a classic. We don't got to talk about it. You would, you would agree with that, right? Yes. You, well, we also was listening to Never Man, Never Seen a Man Cry, Never Seen a Man Die. That was all over your TV rap. So Scarface was here in the midst of when the East Coast and the West Coast was having a voice. And his Midwest, he holding the dot. Well, let me ask you, is Houston considered South or Midwest? I'm so confused. Some of you niggas consider that shit the South. Some of you niggas consider that the Midwest. I'll let you fight for that. I've, I've heard too many conflicting stories. But I'm going to say the South. But so he was in the middle, you. though. You know what I'm saying? Let me speak to you from a Brooklyn perspective. Mm-hmm. In 1991, based on your experience from the people you knew and interacted with, in 1991, were people listening to Scarface in your inner circle or your camp over Brand Nubian, Naughty by Nature, and Tribe Called Quest? No, but he was he was at the, he was or he was there though. But, okay. but my inner circle, what, some what, niggas listen to Scarface, but more niggas listen to Tribe and Naughty and Naughty and shit like that. You know what I mean? And Brandon Will you say and Brandon Well, we go well, hold on. Yeah, and Brandon But we can't say just okay. our inner circle though. You gotta say no, 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 no. I'm pretty no, sure no. the niggas in the south. Hold on, hold on. But I'm pretty sure the niggas in the south. Hold on, I'm pretty sure niggas in the south will listen to Scarface more than that. This is what I want you to get out of your system. I'm not talking about Southern Texas. Right. I'm talking about there's no internet. This is me and you, where the only right. outlet we have for hip hop is if we see it on, if they play a Ghetto Boys video. Or and he got burned. Song, that, that's how, yeah, got burned. I know that. I know that. Now, what Bob Marksman is basically saying, because he has Scarface in his top five of all time. <laughs> that is the does Jay Z changes his. Let me just say something. Jay Z doesn't have a top five. <laughs> I can. I can link you. Five what do you mean? Hope doesn't have a top five. He doesn't. He, gives a top five he doesn't have a top five. He doesn't. He doesn't. Every time I ask him a well, top five. All right. Let me ask you this. Oh, now, let me ask you this. Have you seen rappers? You. But Watson, you've been listening to hip hop for over. But Watson, hold on. You've been listening to hip hop for for over how many years, my nigga? We've seen people in interviews have have face right have face mob. In, in in their top five. We've heard people say that. I agree with you. We've heard people say that. Coogee Rap says it. And I and you know why? And you know why I believe Coogee Rap? Because Coogee Rap has Scarface on his album in 91. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> on two to the dome. 
Okay. G Rap like, was on it early though. G Rap G Rap was on it early though. He was on it early. G Rap wasn't on it early. He was on it just like me and you was on it. We heard it. We knew who he was. Yeah. When we heard G Rap. Yeah, but G Rap was on it early in the sense that he didn't reach out no, to just New York niggas to do music is what I'm saying. Bushwick Bill Bushwick Bill was on an album too. I'm not taking that. Yeah, Bushwick was on an album too, facts. What I'm saying, the name of the song is Two to the Dome. What I'm saying is, Bob Marks, when you lying motherfucker, you lying. The style of hip-hop you like, the style of hip-hop you like, the style of hip-hop you listen to. So let's talk about it. So nobody rebuttals you. You He he fucks with Skazoo, though. Hey, I I give Rob this, though. He fucks with Skazoo like me, though. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And he also fucked with Troy Ave. He was pushing Troy Ave on Bob. Oh, yeah, I was on that Troy Ave wave, though. You know, your New York City, the album of Troy Ave was a fire album, my nigga. Okay. New York so City, now. the album of Troy Ave was fire. Scarface, Scarface, second solo album, The World Is Yours. Simple question three. As a Brooklyn guy like me, you and Bob Marks, we're in Brooklyn. I didn't play that album like that. I heard it, but I didn't play it like that. To? What are we listening to in 1993? Are we listening to Into the Stage, 36 Chambers, Snoop yes, Dogg, Check. Where does Scarface check. fit? Where does Scarface fit the, the World Is Yours album to us Brooklyn guys? Yeah, whoa, 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 why are you, so, you sound so greasy and and and, and narcissistic and, and snarling when you're saying Scarface name? Though, because, because Rob Markman, see, you no, ain't sound like Rob Markman is getting you out of your, your getting you out of your, your routine for not saluting Scarface, though. You think he's lying, though? Okay. This has to do with Scarface. He's picking what he deems is okay. I'm not gonna say Ti or Andre 3000 because then everybody say you can't put nobody over Scarface. So he says Scarface. Very safe. You just say Pac and you're safe. You don't gotta say Cube. You don't gotta say nobody else. He took the safest route. Like this, it's so safe. Threatening what he said that it's not real. And that's why I'm saying as I'm discussing it. To you, as me, you, and him are three guys from Brooklyn. Me and you both knew nobody was coming back in '93 on some yo man. Why are you listening to that into the stage? Why are you listening? <laughs> why are you listening to this stuff? You better get up on this stage. Tell me right now that no, nah, let's not be happening. real. In 90, listen, in '91, I was listening. Let me just '91 real quick when he dropped. I was listening to N.W.A. MC Ren meant more to me than Scarface in '91, but that's not taking nothing away from Scarface though. But I was into MC Ren. More than, and I say MC Ren because that nigga's for life album, but I was more than MC Ren and Cube. Now, but I'm not taking nothing away from Scarface though, man. Scarface got some verses, man. His verse on 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 Dynasty album, man, nigga. Stop fast forwarding it. Stop fast forwarding it because I'm talking. I'm not fast forwarding nothing. I gotta gotta throw that out there. What the fuck you mean? Are we gonna get to it? But this is how I this is how I prove it's a fraud.
Check. I'm playing OC Word Life? Two times, on, twice on Sunday, check. Okay. The diary. Where did the diary rank on your listening pleasure during that era? In 1994. I was playing that, though, son. I was, I was playing. That's the first Scarface album I bought. Okay. The first so we're one. already in the mid-90s. So we're already in the mid-90s, and this is the first Scarface album you bought. I didn't even talk yeah, about Red I heard, Man. I heard I, other albums, though, but I bought the Red Man, though. Come on. Okay, so now. So now. Let's go to 1997. Scarface comes out with the Untouchable album. Rob Markman. So Rob Markman, we in New York in 1997 and shit. And my man is like, yo, you got that war report? Yeah, I got Scarface it. Scarface catalog yo, is tough, though, B. His catalog is tough, though. Yo, yo, son, you got that Life After Death? Yeah. Yo, son, you got that Wu-Tang Forever? Wu-Tang Forever? Yeah. Yes. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Pun, guess what? No, pun, no, pun came in 98, funny. So, Rob Markman, you telling me, this is what Rob Markman is going to tell me. This is what Rob Markman is tell me. Every year I just named he was coming to the table with his crew, with his love of hip-hop, and he was bringing Scarface to the table every time and every year. Well, let me ask you a question then. What about, all right, so let me ask you about Scarface Pairs then. Why did they salute him so much and was willing to do songs with him and wanted to do songs with him? Why do people are willing and wanting to do songs with him? Was it Scarface? Scarface was on Nas' album, so, though, on the I Am album. So, 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 he was so, on Nas' so, third album. So, Tama, so, Tama, so, Tama, so, Tama. People did songs with Too Short. Too Short's on Jay's album. He's on Big's album. People respected Too Short. People worked with him. That is not, an, that is not a good example because people would work with Why? him. Why? Scarface is nice, Scarface is nicer than Too Short, though, in my opinion. This is something that is not. Scarface is a legend. I respect Scarface. I respect his contribution. I mean, I'm glad you said that. Playing tricks on me. Wait, my mom playing tricks on me. I used to play that shit all the time. Mr. Scarface is back. One of the greatest songs of all time. I love Scarface. My point is, Rob Boxman is lying when he says, as a Brooklyn nigga that he is, that Scarface is in his top five. He's not. He's saying it because he gave the cheapest Politically correct, and you're lying. Rob Marksman ain't no goddamn way in hell you got him over Batman. Ain't no goddamn way in hell you got him over Wolf. You're a lying ass nigga. You lying motherfucker. You can never talk hip hop to a real nigga like me. Stop calling your ass out. You're fake. You're a liar, nigga. Oh my god. Jesus Lord, man. Oh my god. Let me. All right, let me get here. Um, I want to ask you a question, man. Rob Markman, RIP, man. Oh, no. I put down today, right, that Wu-Tang Clan was one of my favorite double Cs of all time, right? Some niggas, I don't know if they're trolling me or not, some niggas say that album was overrated and only New York niggas appreciated Wu-Tang forever. You say what, sir? I said that line. Wu-Tang Forever is one of the most influential albums in hip-hop history. That's a fact. There's a whole West Coast scene that was birthed off that album. That was birthed off that album. There's a whole crew in London birthed off that album that raps that, you know, the lyrical, miracle, spiritual style that Joe Budden all of a sudden doesn't like anymore. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That space knowledge continuum 
type of hip-hop that he doesn't like anymore. But Wu-Tang Forever is one of the greatest double CDs of all time. And if someone tells you otherwise, I don't respect well, their opinion. So, well, some niggas got all eyes on me. Some niggas I like after death. I even see a nigga what? tell me today he got – some nigga told me he got diplomatic immunity. Hold on. Some nigga told me he has diplomatic immunity. Over I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with people picking other great double CDs. But the point is, Wu Tang Forever was a great double CD. Great, That's what I'm saying. Great album, man. Jesus, that was great. Ghostface verse on fucking impossible. That solo joint, the city, street life on Hellswind staff, projects. Oh my God! Man. And you and, and let me tell you, and you named my least favorite songs on the album. You just Great. named Older my God. least favorite songs on Wu Tang Forever because those wasn't my favorite. Heat is is one of my favorites. I love it used to. This was fire. Um, it's he yours. Fire. One of my favorites. Cash still rules is one of my favorites. Triumph. Yeah. MGM, on, story for MGM. MGM, like this was a classic album. Little Ghetto Boy. Yo, I'm gonna be real though. Classic. I'm going to be real with you, my nigga. When, when, Yo, Capitano didn't buy the Little Ghetto Boys? Have to, he did buy the Little Ghetto Boys. I ain't going to front, though. He did. Capitano so what, Street Life didn't sure. like body fucking Hellswind staff? I don't know. Robert Cruz is boring. Robert Cruz is boring. Why you fucking Street Life? Yo, my nigga. This is the comment, boys. Go listen to Street Life set off Hellswind staff. Holy shit. Lord, man. That can rip that shit, too. I ain't going to front, though. But yo, Street Life set that shit rules? off so fucking lovely. Yo, Castell Rules. Castell Rules, though. Phenomenal. Yo, Soundbar, let me say this, though. I I played when, when, when niggas was playing Wu-Tang Forever and, and Biggie and Life After Death. I know niggas love Life After Death. I get it. And I can understand why people probably like that shit more than Wu-Tang uh, Forever because <laughs> it was more diverse. It's, you know, it's, it's different songs. You can go through that shit. Long Kiss the Night. Then you can go to the little Kim joint, Sky's the Limit, then you go to More Money, More Problems. I get it. Even though I never like More Money, More Problems. Neither here nor there. But if I'm talking about when I played both those those um tapes at the time when they came out, Wu-Tang Forever touched me more at first than Life After Death, my nigga. It did. Listen, I don't Triumph. have a problem with you saying that. I mean, Triumph for Hypnotize. Or we could do this all day. Triumph for Hypnotize, I mean... I know Biggie. I, that's, I mean, I'm not trying to shit on Life After Death. I don't want nobody. It's a five mic album, facts. But that's why. That's why there's no. This, this is, there's forever, no man, wrong answer to this. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's no. There's, this is no wrong answer, man. There's, there's, there's no. There's no right or wrong answer. Saying you like Wu Tang Forever over Life After Death. That's not jumping out the window. That's not saying anything crazy. It was a five mic great album. That's all I'm saying. It's like saying, oh, I liked Illmatic better than Ready to Die. I'm not gonna get mad at you because you did. You know what I'm saying? Once your album is a classic album, it's classic. There's nothing you can do about it. If you yeah. like Infamous more yeah. than Static, I won't get mad at you. How can I get mad at that? If you like Get Rich or Die Trying more than Reasonable Doubt, I can't get mad at you. I wasn't playing. I mean, hold on, man. I wasn't playing All Eyes on Me, man. I'm sorry. I wasn't playing that shit like that, bro. I'm going to keep it tall. I know niggas don't like when I say that, but, you know. I just wasn't, I just wasn't you know. I like the Red Man Met the Man joint. They had some joints on it, don't get me wrong. It was mad niggas on there. I just wasn't, I wasn't, she wasn't to get no bread like that. And no niggas, not because niggas, niggas think I hate Tupac. I don't hate Tupac. I just, I, I got ice cream over Tupac. 
That's just, and I, you know, I talk a lot of that shit. I just like Ice Cube more than Pac. I like Pac. Don't get Let me, me tell you something. Anybody, anybody but, who's being yeah. honest with themselves about the state of hip-hop during that time, Ice Cube was... It was amazing. I think Ice Cube was so successful outside of rap that people are having a hard time understanding how great he was. Ice Cube, all-time great. I think his last two albums didn't do justice, though. When he went into Lethal Injection and Predator, I think fans were like, Cube, we fuck with you. You know what I mean? He's throwing up 30 points a night. You know, the jumper really wasn't wet. He wasn't dunking on niggas no more. You know? Here's when he got thing. new teammates with Mac Ten and Dusty, you can't you can't have three classic albums on your resume. He has three. Mom, he has. Und, he has three. He has three classic, non-disputed albums where you don't dispute them. That's a fact. NWA. That's a fact. America's Most Wanted, Death Certificate. Yeah. He has he has the Kill I Will. His impact. Kill I Will. That too. one. That run. Is that run is uh, that run is legendary? It's a run. Eighty-eight to ninety-three is a run that is makes him. I don't, got, I don't got me against the world. I don't got me against the world over death certificate or America's Most Wanted. I just don't. Not for me. Apocalypse. All, all eyes on me. I I think Ice Cube suffers from the fact that there's an entire generation that just sees him as a movie star and an actor. And I don't think I they think can wrap their mind. Pac was more influential, I think though. Wrap their I think mind. Pac was more influential than niggas, though. I don't think they could wrap their mind. I don't think they could wrap their mind. I disagree with that. I don't think they could wrap their I don't, mind. No, nah, I don't. No, nah, I'm sorry. I think Pac was more influential than Cube, though. Niggas was going out their way to sound like Pac. Not, not, not while like they was alive. Niggas was really not doing that for Ice Cube, Listen, not while they was alive. When Pop, when Cube was alive, Cube was loved. Cube got love on the East Coast before Snoop did. Yep. That's when he, a fact. When he got well, my, 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 my nigga. Remember now, NWA was like, you sucking so much meat dick on Niggas for Life albums. So, you know, and let's be real. That's when Cube was doing songs with Kane and Chuck D, Burn, Hollywood Burn. He was doing videos with... In New York and when shit, he, you know, fucking wise. When, when he had songs of, when he had songs of Run DMC, do you remember that song? Facts, facts. You, okay, facts. Cube, nigga, facts. Cube is great, and I'm telling you, hip hop media like guys like Rob Markman, guys like that, <laughs> do a disservice to hip hop when uh, they when they when they when they play the political correct game of safe picks. Let me ask you a question, right quick. How do you feel that every time somebody says their top five, they go Biggie, Jay Z, and Nas and Tupac? Oh, I, I, I don't, I can't get it. You know what I, don't, I don't really like when niggas do that. I don't really like when niggas do that shit though, because that's like that's it's like whole it's like whole gave niggas it's like whole gave niggas the blueprint to say that in '97, and niggas ran with that shit. Right, and see, and so that's why I can never believe people when they say that, because it's like, wait a minute, how is that possible? Like, so that's it? Those are the only rappers y'all listen but, to? But you know what, though? Hold on. What if you're a hip-hop nigga, right? But you not you like hip-hop, but you're not a nerd into it. Like, you you know about certain niggas, but you don't know the underground niggas. You know what I mean? You might not have heard Nas on, on, on um Back to the Grill again and shit like that. So you just know Nas off Illmatic and it was written. 
You don't know Nas underground shit. You know what I'm saying? The foulness and all that. Niggas don't know all that. So it's like, or do are certain niggas who doesn't wasn't buying cool tapes like me and you and buying mixed t- tapes and all that was taping shit off the radio like me and you was. I think me and you are a lot of different than a lot of niggas. Not there's niggas like us. Well, let me just but say, there's other niggas who's like hip hop, but not really. You know what I mean? That had let to have that tape. You had to have let that shit. Say, I had to have do it. Do you know? How, do you know how ridiculous it is when you Shout just say the top fives of all time and you and, and you never mention LL's name? Like that makes it, it. It's like how can you say someone yeah. who has yeah. longevity, right bangers, who has the street? He has everything you could have in hip hop. He literally he came yo, my nigga. from both. Can we say this? That he low-key birth fab. He low-key birth fab. Not voice-wise. Just come on, low-key come on, come on, come on, birth fab. Come on, come on, come on. To say... I'll I don't niggas say mace, though, but I love too. How about, how, about, how about he birthed everybody? Like, what do you mean he low-key birth fab? Like, you're saying something like... It's, uh, uh, he's, okay, he's a million times more impactful, more influential than fab. That's not even... Like, I would never compare the two. Like that's, that's, no, no, that's no, 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 no. I'm saying LL being influential. No, no, Fab, no, no, my nigga. You know what I said? Fab being, Fab getting influenced by LL in a sense. Being able to make girl choices and still spit hot bars. But LL could do that. Yo, he can make man, a runaway girl and still we do. We come from an you know era. Man? We come from an era where rappers were doing it. Heavy D was doing it. Father MC was doing it. When the mm, when, when the first came out, I wouldn't out, say Heavy D was, was doing like LL though. I would like to me the hardest joint Heavy D ever did was. You can't see what my eyes can't. Like, that was his hardest No, 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 no. I'm not talking so, about hard joints. I'm talking about he made he made a radio joints um, that were commercial for the ladies. He made those kind of songs. I'm saying there yeah, was girls ever a girl they love me. I'm saying a lot of a lot Boy of MCs, lovers in the house. A lot of MCs were making songs that catered to the ladies. People think Big started it. He didn't start it. Been, been going on. You know what I'm saying? All Yo, I'm saying is that sidebar. I think sidebar was yeah. LL the first nigga to diss niggas, a diss a nigga on a track with him on it and going at him. Was he the first nigga to do that? I don't know, but we know he did it to cannabis. We do know that the whole verse was the cannabis. The whole entire verse <laughs> was, was the cannabis. We do know that, and we also know oh LQJ is. A, here's the thing: LQJ, what does LQJ not have on his resume? He has the battle rap. He has the battles. Facts. He has the bangers. He has Facts. the commercial joints. He has everything. Facts. That's why, to me, when people just say, who's your favorite rapper of all time? And you just jump straight out the window and go, Biggie J.C. and us. You know why I know niggas my age group can... When that, when what if he was in the 80s, I though? But if he was in the you 80s, know if he was in the 80s listening to niggas, if he was in the 80s listening to niggas like us, you're not going to know. You get what I'm saying? My man, if he was in the 90s, LQJ hit hard in the 90s up until the mid-90s. Yeah, hard. but he came from the... Well, well, hard. He was able to do that in the 90s because of his success in the 80s, though. He just, you know what I'm saying? It translated to the 90s. It sounds still translated to the 90s. You it know what I mean? It translated into the 90s. You know why it translated? Because when L came out, he was 16 years old. He was a teenager. He was a kid. Like he said, at yep, I was a fan of Kane, Rakim, Run Dipsy. I was a fan of this. I was 16 years old. I loved their music. That's why L. Cool J could go to VH1 Honors. And celebrate hip hop because he loves right. it. He doesn't. L. Cool J has never felt he was bigger than hip hop. And let me tell you, I love L. Cool J because L. Cool J loves hip hop so much. Where he actually has a radio station dedicated to the era that yeah. I came from. 
I have nothing facts, but respect facts, for that. Facts, That's a love of hip-hop. All first verse. All first verse. A lot of you, and he won't, he give, I love L. Uncle J. And he gives Me too, respect. Man. And he gives respect to the history of hip-hop. And if you listen to his show, Rock the Bells Radio, yo, my man, you, you love it. You put that in your car on Sirius, and you cool, and yeah. you go like a trip somewhere. Yo, my man, it's going to take you through memory lane, and you're going to love it. And then he plays his interviews. You, you know how real it was when, when Eminem was rapping El Cool J's songs to him? Like yeah, that? Yeah, like, that, 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 that was That's real hip-hop, man. I was, I, so, I feel, so let me just revert back to my original thing. When people say, who's your top five rappers of all time? And they go, Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas, and Pac. It, it, that's so generic because it's like, my man, I, I, I don't believe you. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I just don't believe people when they say I don't. Let's be real. Why would anybody say Nas? Nas is a lyricist. Wow, don't do that. Don't do that. Why would you say that? No, listen to what I'm saying. Why would you say that, though? Nas is a hip-hop head, hip-hop purist MC. A lot of your favorite Nas joints would never commercial success if I say, yo, I love Blazer 50. I agree. I love the cookout. I love him and Nature on the yep. intro of that when he first brought Nature Summertime cookout. Like, I love that when shit, you man. Talk about Nas, when you talk about Nas on Back to the Grill again, this is Nas because you know how it runs. I'm waving automatic guns at none. Yeah. When you hear kicking all that shit, that's the real Nas. So when people just say Nas, I'm like, why are you saying Nas? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, all that shit. I just don't yeah. So that's why it's, it's that's why once again I'm gonna go back to Rob Markman. You a sucker because you gave a politically correct list <laughs> that you never have an in-depth, in-depth discussion about as to why these are your favorite MCs. It's a cop out. It's a cop out. Mm. Um, have you watched the culture as of late? I've watched every episode of the culture, every single episode. I'm an expert on the culture. <laughs> so, what's your take on the three? I think were they, were they in three, four episodes now? They have six episodes, D. Six. six episodes, pardon me. Yeah, six. My so, are they taking over drink champs? Are they taking over drink champs and rap radar? I. No, what's up with Norman and Jink Champs, man? man? What happened to Jink Champs though? I don't. I'm not saying he lost his buzz. The same feel. Am I right on that though? To me, to me like I had to. No, I felt no. like I had to watch Jink no. Champs. Like this. if he gets the right guest, if he gets the right guest, it's never. And he can always get the right guest. So I'm tired no. of seeing Ja Rule over yo Norby. I'm tired of seeing Ja Rule. I don't want to see Kiss no more. Like for real, son. For real. I, I have no Family problem. With go up there. I think I think I think there's a lane for there's a lane for everything. So let me give you a quick synopsis synopsis of um state of the culture. The culture. I think Joe Budden tries to paint Scotty Beam as the emotional angry black lady. I think that's so good. <laughs> I, I think she does a good job I think she does a good job by doing that though. I think I think I think Remy Ma why men like why men like her so much is because she voices men's opinion about women, about child support, about domestic violence. She literally speaks from a man's perspective when she talks about this issue. <laughs> so men love it a lot. They're like, yeah, 
Fuck child support. Yeah, you know bitches be lying. We don't pay for nothing. Yeah, all they want to do is suck dick and wait after basketball games and, 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 and get pregnant by a rapper. They don't want no job. So when Remy's kicking that shit, niggas love hearing it because it's literally from a male perspective. Now, when Scotty B out there talking about, I'm proud, I love being black, I'm going to defend black women, oh, you being emotional, oh, yo, what you, you going to say, Scotty B, what you got to say? Don't, don't try to make her a caricature of someone who has pride in herself, Joe Button. So that's what I take from it. But I like it, the attack episodes, but I will say this, and this is where State of the Culture loses something. You're not getting the real authentic Joe Button on State of the Culture. I told you the podcast was better. Did I, did, I, did I not make that call? But that's the problem with it is but they even say to him on the show, they'd be like, yo, you never say how you really feel. Like they say to him on the show. And for whatever the reason is, he says it with the podcast, you think? Don't go there. He does not go there. But here's the thing. Some people don't watch you the think... podcast. So listen to it, man. Like, just. Nah, I think more. Wait a minute. Joe, Joe got his, Joe got that show up on the strength of his podcast, nigga. Let me, let me. I thought he got it because of everyday struggle. I thought that's when he got it when I he left the everyday podcast, struggle. Though, my he came and swooped him up. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, but, but the podcast had more to deal with it to me than everyday struggle. I'm wrong, so I'm just telling you why. I no, you might be not wrong, but I think everyday, everyday. I think the podcast struggle. more. Started doing everyday. What nigga? Everyday. Wait a minute. Everyday. Him. The podcast. Listen, the podcast was the reason he got Everyday Struggle also, my G. The point of the matter is Everyday Struggle has got him beefing with Little Yachty, beefing with the Migos. He went viral. He became a meme. He got he has these talks of Vic, with Vic Mensa on there. He got Young Jeezy up there. He got 2 Chains up there. And that became the talk of hip-hop. He got Wally up there. He's barking on uh, my man, Lamar Odom, L. Odom from Queens, Christ the King High School, boy. Respect that. He played with my man, Omar Cook, boy. Respect that. That's a point about the talk, boy. Oh, Omar Cook. St. John's, boy. <laughs> Omar Cook, yeah, man. Continue, man. Yeah. So, so, but the point of the matter is, I think on the show, State of the Culture, Joe Budden isn't. See, here's where I think you're getting more. You're saying it's okay, Joe Budden does not give us 100% Joe Button on State of the Country. No, I didn't say that. Just... Knock it off. I didn't say that. Then what are you saying? Then what are you saying? We're not I'm getting saying the full Joe authentic. Button on State of the Culture. We're not getting right, the full well, Joe Button on State of the Culture on, on, on serious topics. Well, I, first of all, I don't like some of the topics. For me, I rather I like the topics they talk more on the podcast, and I've always said that. You get what I'm saying? To me, it's more authentic hip-hop. When they talk with Parks, Rory, and Maul, compared to Jinx, Scotty Beam, and, and Remy Ma. Let me say I, that. I, no, 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 ladies, but I trust, I trust Rory, Maul, and Parks' hip hop views more than theirs. So let me tell you this. And Jinx, compared that's to you, that's where you, That's where you out of your mind. I don't trust nah, Rory, no, no. Parks, and Maul's hip hop opinion over <laughs> Remy Ma. Never. 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 They, well, Remy's never, never showed me the size. Remy's never showed me the size of certain songs that I've. This, certain songs the, that, that Rory talked about. I'm like, I right, you, you talk, up on that. I, you know, talk, I never felt that way about Remy. Remy. Talks hip hop. When Remy talks hip hop, it resonates and means more to me 
because of who she is. So, well, who like what? What footage? What footage is out there? Remy talking about some underground relationship besides her chilling with Pun, her looking up to I, Roxanne Chantel Light or somebody like that. You, Come I'll, on, my I, nigga. I, I'll tell you, Remy's whole or like one in Jay Z artist in the two thousand. Remy Ma's whole artist when she was doing songs with T Rex. When she was doing songs with T Rex, battle yeah. rap legend. Yeah, she's doing doing song with Chris Brown right now. That, that fucking that, 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 no, with so fuck man. Remy Ma, nah, Ma, get the fuck out of here, bro. Remy Ma, the fuck out of here, Remy Ma's not a mixtape legend. I know you're not gonna argue me right now about Remy Ma's status as a mixtape legend. A mixtape legend. Yeah. I don't know if I got Remy's a mixtape legend, my nigga. Really? Really? My nigga, hold on. Let me ask you a question. Hold on. on. For you to be a mixtape legend, you got to have a mixtape where you bless mad songs on there, and I play them shits religiously hard body. I don't know if I got Remy in that box, though, my dude. I don't know if Remy sitting at that table, my nigga. Lil Wayne is a mixtape legend. Do you agree? Lil Wayne, yo, I'll even take it here. Lil Wayne had a better mixtape run than Remy Ma. If you want to go there, okay. Little, but my point is, Little Wayne is a mixtape yeah, legend. Yeah, I don't, and I okay. don't play Little Wayne's mixtapes. His mixtapes <laughs> never get rotation on me, and I'm the definitive mixtape guy. <laughs> about Little Wayne's mixtapes, except in my crib, I'd be like, if you don't got Little Wayne mixtapes, you don't have mixtapes. I've told them a thousand mixtapes for two thousand years alone. I'm not agreeing with Remy Ma about mixtape legend. I'm sorry. He bought his first hip hop album in 2001. He bought his first hip hop album in 2001. You are going to be so hip hop album in 2001. Rory's talking about songs that I fuck with more than Remy Ma has, and artists that I fuck with more. It's just the truth. I'm, I'm going uh, with it's so, what they're talking uh, about. So, so my point is, I think with the strength, and the part. strength of state of the culture, the strength of state of the culture is that it's Remy Ma talking with Joe Budden. I love hearing it because to me, Remy Ma is authentic and represents hip hop as much as Styles P does. Huh? Remy Ma represents hip hop and is as authentic to hip hop as Styles P. Okay, all right, all right. I can dig that. I can dig that. I can dig that. I, I, I can rock with that though. Um, so what else, man? Um, I know you're up on Nino, man. What's your fixation with Nino, man? I'm just curious. I'll tell you. When Jadakus first started rapping with Nino, man, I was like, yo, what is this? Why Jay? Like, you yeah, know, the song coming up, all your hip-hop stuff, right? And mm-hmm. Jadakus kept rapping with this dude. I was like, why are you rapping with this? Who is this dude? So at first, I wasn't giving it no shine, no burn. They kept doing every song over. Mind you, this was for several years now. This was years back. I was like, why do you keep rapping with this dude? I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I'm going to tell you straight up and down, Nino Man got better as an artist. Actually can get better. Right. He got better. Right. And as of right now, but D-Block ain't really, D-Block ain't really have niggas that they groomed. I mean, Jay Hood was all right. Large Amount was okay. Bully, I can't really get no bully. Who else? Let's be very clear. You've never seen Jada Kiss give an MC this much love as he gives Nino Man. He raps with Jay him. Hood. He makes videos with him. 
Not like Nino Man. Not but, like but Nino Man. Jada Kiss has videos with Nino Man. Jada Kiss has, yo, my man. So let me just say this, because you probably don't know. Just Google I've Nino, Nino Man. Man they have. I've they seen Nino Man on, on so freestyles. I've seen I, I hope on Nino Man heavy, man. Jada Kiss Nino Man follows me on Twitter. Body. Let me just say this. Jada Kiss and Locks fuck with him. To me, in 2018, Nino Man's music talks to me. I think it's Harlem hood shit. I fuck with it hard body. He's one of my favorite artists in 2018. Without question. <laughs> Nino, man. No question. I don't got him over 30 special. That's fine. Guess what's so great at about all. hip-hop? There's enough places for a lot of dope MCs to be at the same time. <laughs> like, you can listen to OC. Like, you can listen to OC. In 1994, you can listen to OC. Artifacts, Jay with a Damager, Biggie and Nas, Thanks. all at the same time. And cellar dwellers. <laughs> and cellar dwellers. I thank you for bringing up the cellar dwellers. But let me guess, you was listening to Scarface and not the cellar dwellers in 94, right? <laughs> I'm glad you brought them up. Right? Right? Come on, come on. Right? You was listening to Scarface and not the cellar dwellers, right? Now I bought the cellar dwellers tape, my nigga. Relax. Perfect right? match. Perfect match and the other no, first single they had. I forgot the other joint. I bought that shit, I'm jumping out the window, right? Because... I know damn well you was that perfect match video. That together. perfect match video was terrible though. Oh, sidebar. That cellar dwellers perfect match video was terrible though. That video was terrible. That's the what they take. Phantasm. Phantasm and UG. How many people talk to you about that, Rob Marksman? Do they talk to you about yeah. UG <laughs> and Phantasm from Brooklyn? Uh, they don't talk to you about that, do they, Rob Markman? I forgot because during that time he was listening to uh Scarface. Nah, but my Mark Sanders in the Joe Buddy. He be sitting with Sky Zoo. You know, he be sitting with niggas I fuck with. Rap City and shit. You know? He be sitting with To be fair. But even though I did see the interview with him and Styles P, when he's talking about they don't be giving niggas chances and niggas that's. They, they need new blood in hip hop. <clears throat> yeah, they need new blood in hip hop to talk this hip hop shit. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> WNPSA boys, you know, Fleet Watson, you heard? That's what, that's what I thought when I heard Styles B say that shit. I'm going to keep it tall. So, you know, what I mean? you know yeah, I've never man. heard. Do you know you, you know you're the only person who ever says when people talk about pop that you'll say, you know, I liked Q better than him because it's a natural response because you remember that era and you lived it and you remember what yeah, you Yeah, but niggas think that's too. trolling, though. Niggas think that's trolling. And I'd be like, why is that trolling? Niggas but do you know who that. that's trolling? You know who one thing is trolling? The hip-hop media guys you're talking to, like the Ebros and the Elliot Wilson, they don't think that because they know it's, it, you're speaking facts. You know what I'm saying? But this is how hip-hop history gets fucked up. When you don't talk about certain eras and you only t- – think about it. Literally, you act like the 90s started with Biggie, Pop, Nas, and Jay, and that's 90s hip-hop. Because those are the those are the people people. Uh, there's some niggas in there. Nah, man, there's niggas in there I fucked with, man. Black Moon, J. You know, I can't. Yo, yo, man, hustler, man, can't. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. How did you feel about J. Wu's first what album? Was? Classic. How did you feel about J. Wu's first album? Classic. This was what Sun Bags in the East or whatever. That shit was classic. What were you listening to more? The Diary or J. Wu the album? J. Wu Damage the album. What got more play to you? You said you bought both of them. Jeru, Jeru, Jeru. Really? Really? Jeru, come clean with Dirty Rock Scoundrels, man. My nigga. Dirty Rock Scoundrels and Come Clean was like, I mean, come on. I mean, I bought that shit. I agree. And now, 
Here come Bob Marksman talking about, oh, man, I was listening to Face, man. You was listening to Jay Wu? Nah, brother. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm living in East. I'm living in with Crown Heights. Yo, we was listening to, uh, we was listening to Scarface. That's what y'all yeah, but don't make it sound like New York niggas always are listening to Scarface, though. Don't make it sound like that. I'm not. But here's the thing about hip-hop. Hip-hop is very regional. Sometimes you could, because of the region you listen to, you only get your music. For example, I remember when MC Ren came over here and he was being interviewed by Ed Lover when Ed Lover and Dr. Dre mm-hmm. had their radio show. And they, was like, and they used to play their top five songs. They played. He knew no songs from New York that were played. And show, Showbiz and AG was there, and Diamond D was being played. And oh, like, Showbiz what and AG. What you think about this? And Ren was like, yo, I never heard it. Hip-hop is very regional. For example, to me and you, the infamous means everything to us in 1995. UGK riding dirty has had no impact on my life. To somebody like T.I., it's the most important album ever, right? It's the album yeah. that meant everything to me. But that's only I put Bun B and Scarface at the same table where niggas are respected. They were here from early. It's funny you said um, UGK. I put Bun B and Scarface in the same boat. In the sense but the of point OG I'm trying to make that that is, 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 that, is, that, is that it's a regional thing, especially when, it was on the, especially when it was the 90s, it was a regional thing. Like, for example, we saw King T, but we don't know how dope King T was. Yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. to me, it was the alcoholics in Dog Pound. And that was the Ross Cass. Yeah. Maybe Della. Yeah. No, I'm saying before that. I'm saying like early oh, 90s. Like Della, Funky Homo, Soul's Mischief, and all that. Soul's Mischief, Far Side. Like, right. that's all oh, I shit. know because they had videos. But I don't know the underground scene out there. Swing and Tech could tell you that, but I don't right. know. All I'm saying is that hip hop was so regional in the 90s that when Rob Marks mm. says that he's lying his fucking ass off, B. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Take us home, my nigga. We got 80 seconds here. Take us home, my G. PSA Hip Hop, the home of Devin Booker, a.k.a. way better. Devin Booker? Way, way better than Klay Thompson. Devin Booker. PSA way better than Klay Thompson. PSA Hip Hop, the home of the leading scorer in the NBA, Kemba Walker. Three games in, PSA Hip Hop, the home of the leading scorer in the NBA, Kemba Walker. That's what it is, man. PSA Hip Hop. It's your boy Three and Watson, man. Late night edition, man. I love the late night edition shows, man. Uh, see if we can come on tomorrow. I want to talk a little, one more battle rap um, recap and sprinkling appreciation if we can, man. We'll talk later about that. That's what it is, man. Fuck with your boys, man.